Bobby Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and the bar is now open. Welcome to episode 18. Today is August 7th, 2022, and this episode will drop on Sunday, August 14th, 2022. Today I am joined by our new co-host, Justin. Hello. And returning back to the bar for the first time in months, my brother Kyle. Welcome Yay. back, Kyle. He Yay. was in rehab. Glad, <laughs> glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got out yesterday. And after one episode, he'll be back in rehab tomorrow. Um, Can't handle it. So today, we're, we're you guys are going to mainly discuss, because I haven't had a chance to finish it yet, we're going to discuss uh, Hulu's latest feature film prey which is the prequel the predator but uh before we get to that uh let's discuss some upcoming movies that are coming out um first we have beast starring adiris elba and Andrew leah jeffries whatever fuck you are right. i love him butchering names a father and his two teenage daughters find themselves hunted by a massive rogue lion intent on proving that the savannah has but one apex predator. So that should be interesting. Um, we also have Orphan First Kill, starring Julia Stiles. There's a name you haven't heard in a long time. Um, that's also going to Paramount Plus. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Sean Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount. Um, Then we have Spin Me Around. A woman wins an all-expensive trip to the company's gorgeous institute outside of Florence and also the chance to meet the restaurant chain's wealthy um, and charismatic owner. She finds a different adventure than the one she imagined, starring Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza, Debbie Ryan, and Fred Armisen. Um, then we have, that's all I have for movies coming out next Friday, August 19th. Um, let's check for upcoming Blu-rays. So that would be August 16th, uh, the Child's Play 4K. Collector's Edition from Shelf Factory. They're also doing Child's Play 2 in 4K, Collector's Edition. And Child's Play 3, 4K, Collector's Edition. Uh, Red Dawn is coming to 4K. What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, Coneheads is coming to Blu-ray. What Woman Want with Mel Gibson. The Black Phone. Have you guys seen The Black Phone? Not I yet, have. But I want to. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. Stephen King's son. Of course I want to see that. Um, yeah, the rest of these movies... Yeah, that's that's the main titles coming out 
next week. Uh, looking forward to seeing Black Phone. Uh, all right, let's go to the news. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, movies, Kyle's watch because me and Justin recorded last night. And now we're... What? I'm sorry, folks. I, I just saw we're all sitting at a table now. <laughs> the, Justin, the, it's a, supposed to be a bar. I didn't do it. Don't blame me. Labeled bar. <laughs> it's a lot better than when we were uh, sitting on the steps, Justin. So, Kyle, what have, what have you watched recently? Um, so I watched, I'm going to talk about it as my pick. But uh, I watched Bullet Train because that just came out. Yeah. And then Prey, of course. And then last night I watched Hellraiser Two or Hellbound Hellraiser Two. But that's it. That's all you've watched in a month and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> give me a I'm second just... of you. I mean, everything. No. It's uh, hard to remember past the week. I have to go look back. Letterboxed. Yeah. Exactly. What about you, Justin? Have you had the chance to catch anything? I watched Uncharted. Uncharted, that's it. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, now you're not a. You you said you never played the video games or anything, right? No, I've never played the games, so I don't know how accurate is the game, the story, and all that stuff. But as for I, uh, a movie, an action movie, shooting, killing, all that good stuff, it was pretty good. I've played all of them, but I definitely didn't want to see it because it seemed nothing like it. But and. I don't, I don't see why. Like, doesn't Mark Wahlberg get the mustache at the end, and that's like the big? What, I I haven't seen it. Well, I I think I saw because the character in the game is like this old guy with a mustache, and like that's just his whole thing. And then it's just I don't know. There's no mustache. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was Sorry. a post, spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I I mean I I think it might be a. Did you stay past the credits? Did you watch past the credits? I watched uh, at least one credit scene. Okay. I don't know I if thought there was I, more. I thought, yeah. I saw one. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I don't sit past the... Do-do-do-do-do-do ones. Yeah. Especially not when it's time for bed. <laughs> no, it was mad. a good movie. I liked it. So, uh... All right, let's go in the news. Uh, Justin, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do this first news story. Ah, it is wonderful news. In wonderful, wonderful entertainment news, the Paranormal Activity producer is not interested in continuing the series. Wonderful news. I hate that series. It's terrible. Uh, Here in the article, it says that last year saw the surprise revival of the Paranormal Activity franchise with the Paramount Plus exclusive movie... Paranormal Activity, next of kin. First film in the series in six years. Fans of the found footage horror series weren't exactly thrilled with it because it largely abandoned the continuity of the previous movies. Turns out that producer Jason Bloom wasn't too keen on it either. Advocating for the franchise to come to an end in an interview, it has been enough already, Bloom told Variety, that last Paranormal Activity movie was terrible. So could there be any more? Or more anyway, Bloom won't rule it out. With Halloween, we only had the rights to three movies, so we said Halloween ends. It ends with Bloomhouse, at least. The producer added, "With other things, you just have to. You just have this feeling it's time to put them to bed." Paranormal Activity would come back if some director I love, like Scott Derrickson, said, 
I have a great idea for a paranormal activity movie. But it's not something I want to do at the moment. And that's good enough. I mean, so pretty much great okay. news. So <laughs> we're gonna, I'm going to tell a little story. When Paranormal Activity 2, I believe it was, came out to the theaters, me and Justin went to see it. And at the end of the movie, he stands up. Now, it wasn't that crowded. It was like an afternoon showing or whatever. And Justin stands up and goes, well, that sucked. (laughs) And fucking everybody just turned and stared at him, and he just went, what? <laughs> it's true. I just, I, there's no, I, it, it, nothing happens. So, you know, if you ever like want to get the whole suspense and all that stuff, but nothing happens. It was a unique idea, the first one, going through, you know. Sure. But, but after it wasn't, that. It wasn't worth the rave and rant and. Yeah. Anyway. So. All right. In other news, Bloody Disgusting is reporting the, the return of the Living Dead star, Klau Gulager, has passed away. Probably should have let me read that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was 93 years old, but he's most remembered as Bert and... Return of the Living Dead. He also played Mr. Walsh the following year in A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Um, he's amassing an incredible IMDb resume that includes 165 credits long. He also appeared in The Killers, The Last Picture Show, Mystery, and Dracula's Castle, The Killer Who Wouldn't Die, The Initiation, From a Whisper to a Scream, The Hidden, Uninvited, I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, Team Vamp, Puppet Master 5, The Feast Trilogy, Piranha Double D, Tangerine, Blue Jay, Children of the Corn Runaway, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So we send our condolences to Mr. Gulliger's family on their loss. I hope you pronounced that right. I hope I'm I did. I'm pretty sure he butchered that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did, too. But once again, folks, I'm not the smartest person in the world, so sue me. Don't worry. <laughs> One day somebody might. <laughs> yeah, the tree guy almost did, so. But that's another story for another day. So let's get into our main topic. Uh, today we're going to be discussing prey. Uh, I'll start off with the synopsis. And we'll go from there. A skilled Comanche warrior protects her tribe from the highly evolved alien predator that hunts humans for sport. Fighting against wilderness, dangerous colonizers, and the mysterious creature to keep her people safe. It was directed by Dan Trachtenberg and has a runtime of one hour and 39 minutes and was released on August 5th, 2022, directly to Hulu. Uh, Kyle, do you want to read the cast? Yeah, so Amber Mid-Thunder is Naru, who's a young Kamachi warrior who protects her tribe against the Predator. Dakota Beavers as Tabe, Naru's brother and a skilled hunter. Dane Delegro as the Predator. Um, and this Predator is shown to wield primitive versions of the advanced weaponry in, like, the other ones. 
Michelle Thrust as Aruka, Naru and Tabe's mother. Storm Kip as Wasabe, a Kamaji hunter that looks down on Naru. Uh, Julian Black, Antelope as Chief Ketu. And then uh, Bennett Taylor as Raphael Adelini, a French translator. So, not a lot of people I don't know. Yeah, um... So a little background on this movie before we start discussing it. The the film has been in development, began development during the production of the prior Predator film titled The Predator in 2018, in which John Davis was approached by Dan Trachtenberg and screenwriter Patrick Eisen with a concept he had been conceptualizing since 2016. And the former 20th Century Studios production president, Emma Watts, fast-tracked the development of the film prior to a resignation in 2020. It was conceived as an R-rated film. In December of 2019, the film was initially under wraps going by the name of Skulls. The film was reportedly to follow a Comanche woman who goes against the gender norms and tradition to become a warrior, and it was being directed by Trachtenberg and written by Eisen. So, obviously this has been in in development for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why don't you guys kind of talk about what you thought of it? You can take it away, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, well, I can tell you right now, first things first, I, uh, it was, it was a great movie. I mean, all around for what you expect from like, previous Predator sequels, prequels, joint movies, whatever you want to call them, (laughs) this was the best after the original. Like, the original, I mean, you still have to give it what it is. I mean, it's Arnold's, you know, it it was great. But this, this totally different story, totally different Predator. Mm -hmm. the, The way they built it and it truly showed it like hunting and the the scenes they had of it going up the food chain to say mm-hmm. were really quite cool yeah i completely agree with all that i the only one i haven't seen is predator 2 but i feel like that i don't really need to see that one um but it of all of them that i definitely up there with the original. Um, and they're completely different, too. Like, the original still has that, like, kind of cheesy 80s action movie vibe to it a bit. Yeah. Um, like, when they um, shake hands or whatever and they, like, um, flex. I think it's yeah. Arnold and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this one's super serious, but I think it's cool to see the Predator in a different time period. I think that was a super smart idea. Um, yeah. And... It would be cool to see. I, I mean, obviously they shouldn't overdo it, but like the predator just in so many different eras could be cool. Um, and I agree, yeah. like seeing it going up was cool because it's not just like this. It's not like a slasher. Like it's not just killing everything. Like it actually is like you can see it's like how it's thinking and like why it's killing and stuff, which I thought was cool. Yeah, the um, process and the methodology behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Quite interesting. I, I was. I, I want to ask though. Um, did you guys like the last Predator movie, or did you even see it? To be honest with you, I don't remember which one was the last one. 
That would be I'm pretty sure the I saw Predators. It, the yeah. Predators came out in 2019, I believe. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I saw it. I, I haven't seen the dogs. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, I'll be honest with you. I mean, the, the some of the newer ones, the one with Adrian Brody wasn't really all that great. Yeah. Um, but the one after it, which must have been that that next one, the Predators, that that one was pretty good. I like yeah. One. Yeah, same. Uh, I I think that that, that was one... the one where they were like it was a bunch of uh, different predators, right? They were all going after um, I don't really remember. I I think so. Yeah, I I honestly don't really remember that one or Predators, like the Adrian Brody one that well. But I, I remember liking the Predator a lot cuz I saw it in theaters and I, I thought it was super funny and I think a lot of people didn't like it, but I thought it was funny and it had a pretty cool cast and it was, it's like the complete opposite of this movie where that's like, there's so much going on. There's like scientists and soldiers and like a bunch of predators. And this is just, you know, super stripped down, which I think works after the reaction to the last one. Yeah. I mean, there were some parts with it that I found a little wonky, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. get that, you know, they, they have to speak English so we can understand them. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to mix in their language to it, don't use, you know, like the more modern slangish type terms. I just don't know yeah. that that's, that fits with, you know, uh, ancient, you know, Native American type way. Well, the guy's like, oh, I'm going to go over here and take a squat. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that that's necessarily, we can't say it's not, but, you know, it just seems like, I don't know, it doesn't seem. Yeah. No, I agree. And Period. You know? If they went the other way, though, it could have also felt... That's where it's weird, because like, if they went the other way, and they are you know, speaking in the accent and stuff, and then just saying, like, I don't know. It could have been, like, super cheesy. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah. When they spoke... Did they speak Comanche in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did they, did they have subtitles? No. No. No? Okay. There is and a... They didn't have subtitles for when they were speaking... French at the camp either. Yeah. Oh. Um, so you have no idea what the colonizers are actually saying to her. Oh. So I, I just turned it on. I'm, I got it playing in the background while, while we're discussing this. <laughs> You're going to watch it while we're reviewing it. <laughs> but, uh, so let me get your opinion on this. Do you think this was a smart move to release it directly to Hulu? Or do you think this could have been a, a blockbuster movie? Uh, they could have made money with that movie. Yeah. Without question, they could have made a lot of money with that movie. They were probably scared because if, if the last one didn't make a lot of money, they were yeah, probably scared. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, I think they had the same fear with every, you know, yeah. when you're into the five or six sequels now, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have that fear. But I think that that one can reset their entire franchise and stand yeah. alone on its own. And then that can become the you know the precipice of the the next great predator series mm-hmm. without question they could even just do another one where you know um they i can't really spoil it but you know they can they 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 have enough there where they could use the same people and do another one yeah so this is supposed to be a prequel to the original predator well, it's a prequel to all Predators for us. Well, yeah, yeah but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's not even like a prequel, because it's not like it, you want, you have, like, 
there's nothing in this one that yeah. like feeds into the. You, could, you can't even really you could call it kind of an origin story. Yeah. Because it tells of their first arrival here. Yeah. But even that, like, that might not even be true. Yeah. Maybe they came when there was dinosaurs. They probably yeah. did. It's, that it's that might be cool. things. You know, we we've only seen it from our perspective. You know, I'd like to see a movie from their perspective. <laughs> you know, yeah. see their their actual journey through, you know, how they got here, mm-hmm. you know, why they, you know, skip over whatever and, you know, pick and choose and all that stuff. So, yeah, but I mean, this, this, this movie does set them up wonderfully. If, if they can keep it that simple, stay away from the, you know, the, the, the crazy story and the, the, the just, the just going for it. Just make, make a, you know, a reasonably easy to follow story. You got enough going on on the side to keep you interested in everybody's lives. But for the most part, it's just about survival. Yeah. You know, there, there's story there, but the key is just to live through the night. <clears throat> I agree. And, like, it's a cool, like, you still make it, if it's, like, a slasher type, like, it's a cool variation of that, too, where it's, like, it's more hunting. It's not just mindless killing. It does feel a bit like cheating when, you know, it can still be invisible all the time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it is what it is. So, just reading some facts here about the movie that, um, there is a version released, I don't know where, but that has the Comanche subtitles. Um, and uh, director Jan Trachtenberg said that this was a David and Goliath story. Do you feel that that's a true fact? Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that... It's it's it, the whole story is. I mean, it's it's because she's going. She's not just going up against that Goliath. She's going up against the Goliath of tradition. She's going up against the Goliath of you know the other warriors in her tribe trying to make herself you know stand up. She's David and Goliathing her own mental blocks on you know jumping over and and killing the actual thing that's hunting her. You know, it's it's it is very apt, and I I I see that. Mm-hmm. Are we are we allowed to spoil it for you, or you want yeah, to uh, I'm I'm fine with spoilers. So just make sure you say spoiler alert before, in case the listeners want to fast forward. Uh, okay, spoiler alert. Um, I mean, I feel like a cool part of it is there's one point where like the predator's killing other people and like he kind of leaves her because he doesn't see her as a threat. And then that's like kind of what she uses for like the rest of the movie. And she's like, I'm killing this thing, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I mean, there, there was, um, at the beginning when she first fell into that bog, you know, all I could picture was Arnold. Yeah. Covered in mud. I was like, Oh, well that's how she's going to. And then she used it a different way. She didn't use that to cool herself down. She, yeah. You know, used it as a trap instead, which was genius. Yeah, I agree. So they're saying that the cigar 
a yep. possible Easter egg to Cigar is a nod to Arnold in the original. Yeah, I got that. Yeah. Granted, yes, it's you, you later on see the colonizers smoking cigars. So, but yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and the mud. I feel like we're the two biggest references. Yeah, and then she set up a few, you know, spike traps and whatnot. I just want to say, from the little bit that I saw, that bear looked fake as hell. Well, yeah. Yeah, it was a fake bear. Blue the bear looked realer in the Jungle Book live action remake than this bear I mean, bear you're, not, you're not going to, you know. I, I think she, she wouldn't even have been a french fry for that bear. Yeah. You know? But it was cool when the predator held up the bear and the blood dripping all over it. I'll get that whole that. bear scene was 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 a good was a good good series. That was that was yeah. a good, was a good set. Yeah, I think that was probably my favorite scene. So apparently, there's a, a 2019 fan short film called Warrior uh, Predator by filmmaker Chris Notarize. About a 16th century Native American girl fighting predators. So, I don't know, maybe that's where they got the idea from, mm. but... I mean, they are kind of out of original ideas, so... Apparently not if they're making a spirit Halloween movie. Oh, never mind, where'd they get that from? To be fair, the way they're doing it, it's not really an original idea. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> They, 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 they dropped the ball, but we'll talk about that afterwards. But, um, so do you think that there is, this opens up for a sequel or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it leaves itself open. They could do a direct sequel very easily, you know, um, have the ship come back looking for, Said predator. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, the uh, and then you you know she's now the chief. She must now protect her people from whatever wave of predators come. You know she has to you know enlist their help, all that stuff. And then you've got tribe versus tribe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. That's a possibility. Or, I mean, they could just skip. You know, for a different time period. Yeah. You know, they they picked awfully late, I would say, in the Native American timeline. Because colonizers are already here. Mm-hmm. When it, honestly, when I first saw that, my thought, before, without, you know, obviously not knowing much else about what's going to happen or what was going on, my thought was Roanoke. They're going to use this to explain Roanoke. You know, have them wipe out an entire village of people. And then, you know, ships come back where the people go. Roanoke, you know, the crackers or whatever the heck they, uh, Croatoa, whatever they scribbled into the tree or whatever. Um, didn't go that way, but it could have. That would have been neat. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, they have they have opportunity. I'd love to see a medieval castle, knights, and a predator. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, that's what I was thinking. You know, that fire like, dragon is a, a spaceship that shoots missiles. You know, <laughs> it's not that it's not that far fetched. You know what I mean? Yeah. From what they would think it is to, you know. So what one of the lines spoken in the movie is when um, Tob says about the predator after wounding it, if it bleeds, we can kill it. It's actually a homage to the to the first Predator, and the same words were said by Dutch Arnold Schwarzenegger's character. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely paying homage to the first one and roping it around. Yeah. So it, it, it would have been weird if the main girl did call the Predator an ugly motherfucker, but um, <laughs> I'm glad they got some of the lines back in. I didn't realize that. That one, I yeah. When he said, because he was tied to the post at that point. Yeah. And this is the first Predator movie where the Predator does not use its trademark shoulder-mounted plasma canning. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I, I I think actually the way because like you know they had they did the three dots at one point and they're the centered so you think he's going to use it but then they kind of separate and it's arrows which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, Metal so, arrows. Yeah, they're definitely kind of playing with your expectations throughout. That's the same when she's fighting with her brother, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. <laughs> um, any closing thoughts on Prey? I mean, just great movie. It was yeah. very entertaining. All right, you guys want to give your ratings? Once again, we do use the mug system. Five mugs is five stars. One mug is one star. Justin, what do you got? How many mugs? They can have a nice, solid four and a half. Four and a half for Justin. Yeah, I would give it four mugs. Four mugs? Oh. Yeah. Um, I will report back next week with... My <laughs> bugs, because I'm in the process of watching it now. Um, let's see where we're at for time here. So, yeah, uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us where you've been? Kind of fill <laughs> us in. Um, well, I was, you know. Without getting working. in trouble. What's that? Without getting in trouble. Yeah, um, was working on a movie and, you know. You work pretty much 12-hour days for the most part when you're just a PA starting out, so it was hard to, you know, come home and watch two movies and then spend night writing notes and doing a podcast when I just wanted to go to sleep, so. Well, we're glad to have you back. We're glad to have yeah. Justin on board. Yeah. Um, you love me. You really <laughs> love me. Even though his taste in movies sucks because he made us watch The China Salesman, but... I didn't make anybody do anything. All right. All right. That was entertaining, too, though. I will, <laughs> I will give you that. Um, all right. Let's go into our picks of the week. Um, Kyle, why don't you start us off? Um, so my pick of the week is Bullet Train, which I already mentioned because I, I saw it on Thursday. It just came out. Um I loved it. I think it's one of my favorites this year. It's, it's so entertaining, you know. Great cast. It has uh, Brad Pitt, Joey King, 
Brian Tyree Henry, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, uh, Michael Shannon, there's so many people, Zazie Beats, Karen Fukunagua, um, and even more, there's a bunch of cameos, um, even on this, you listed two cameos that are kind of on there that are kind of secret, but, um, it's really funny. Um, the description is Ladybug, who's Brad Pitt, um, is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs have gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans in his latest mission, and it puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. Um, so, you know, there's it pretty much starts off and it just never stops. There's a lot of action. It feels long, but like you love the characters and they're it's really funny and um it just keeps going and going and going and going like a train, you know. Um and yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's uh directed by David Leach too, I think did uh Deadpool too. Um so the action scenes itself are really good too. They're not just super shaky and you don't see what's happening um they're like well choreographed and really fun yeah okay that's uh definitely something i want to see justin you interested in seeing bullet train yeah i think so i'll I'll probably check it out i'm not going to pay to go see it but i'll I'll check it out uh if only movie pass was still a thing all right justin what do you got what's your pick all right in honor of the terrible weather all across the country, going with the great outdoors, <clears throat> classic childhood favorite. Everybody knows the raccoons. Oh, yeah. At, <laughs> it's vacation time for outdoorsy Chicago man Chet Ripley, played by John Candy, along with his wife, Connie, played by Stephanie Farsi. And there are two kids, Buck, by Chris Young, and Ben Ian Giotti. But a serene weekend of fishing at a Wisconsin lakeside cabin gets crashed by Connie's obnoxious brother-in-law, Roman Craig, played by Dan Aykroyd, and his wife, Kate, played by Annette Benning, and the couple's two daughters. As the excursion wears on, the Ripleys find themselves at odds with the stuffy Craig family. Uh, it was released in uh, June 17, 1988, directed by Howard Deutsch, and as you heard, it's starring Dan Aykroyd and John Candy. I mean, it's a classic. Uh, eating a 72 ounce steak <laughs> to come home to find the raccoons and everything and, uh, the bear, the bald bear. Oh, yes. I mean, come on. Great movie. Kyle, great movie. Kyle have you seen that movie? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe when I was younger, but it doesn't, it's not ringing a bell. That is a must watch every time it's on. Yeah, I don't you know, care. Yeah, that that is definitely a classic. I was just saying the other day I missed John Candy after watching Summer Rental last week. Um, I can only imagine the movies he'd be doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask a question. Let, let me know what you guys think. If no. John Candy was still alive and you could pick one movie for him to be the star of, what do you think it would be? Or what would you choose? Like he's replacing the main title character. Hmm. That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I could see him playing just about any role that Kevin James has played. 
Yeah, but I think he would have had higher quality. Oh yes. Goals. Yeah. Um. I mean, he probably. <sighs> See, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like he. I mean, I don't know. Like he pro- possibly could have been like Shrek. Yeah. Um, but well, it, Shrek was originally Chris Farley. It, it, it's hard to put him in another actor's role. Yeah, yeah. Because he was just different. He's he was he, his delivery was different. You know. Yeah. Um, he, he wasn't so much slapstick comedy, but like yeah, I mean he had comedy. some of that, you know, in some of his older movies. Um, who's Harry Crumb? Yep. You know, he did a lot of slapstick in that one, but um, I don't know. I mean, because it's hard to say, really hard to say. I mean, I, I would have loved to see like a father-son comedy with uh, Chris Foley. I think, a lot yeah, of, you know, Chris doing the slapstick and John Candy doing the one-liners. I think it would definitely have been a, f- a hilarious movie. But sadly, they both passed away too young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, see, like, like I, I suppose, like, I, yeah, I could have seen him being Brian Dennehy and Tommy Boy. Yes, definitely. Um, Hopefully they didn't kill him off, but yeah, you know that's the way it goes. Um, and you know, like like I could see him doing a lot of that kind of thing, but it's it, like I said, it's it's hard to say, you know, who he could replace. Yeah, because it's not like anybody could replace him. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, we missed John Candy. Because, yeah, I mean, but, they tried to do um, Uncle Buck again. That was a miserable They did? Failure. Yeah. They did it with that, uh, was it Mike Epps? Uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was a TV show. Oh, oh um, really? I, I heard that. rumors that they were going to remake The Great Outdoors. Um, uh, but I don't know where that is. You know, there's the certain movies you just don't touch. Yeah. You know, remake your horror movies, whatever. I know, it's all about the buck, but, you know. But, uh, for my they're pick of the week... They're going to everything and they're going to put the rock in it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, for my pick of the week, uh, I chose Face Off, uh, which was released June 19th, 1997, was directed by John Woo, starring John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Joan Allen... Gina Gershon, Alessandro Navarro, damn it, and Comb Fury, um, obsessed with bringing terrorist Castor Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, the Justice, FBI agent Sean Archer, John Travolta, tracks down Troy, who was boarded a plane to Los Angeles. After the plane crashes and Troy is severely injured and possibly dead, Archer undergoes surgery to remove his face and replace it with Troy's as Archer tries to disguise to elicit information about a bomb from Troy's brother, Troy awakes from the coma and forces the doctor to perform surgery to give him Archer's face. 
Um, Justin, I'm sure you've seen this. Oh, yeah. Many, 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 many times. <laughs> uh, Kyle, have you seen it? Yeah. I, I think I've only seen it once, but I really liked it. I've been wanting to rewatch it, but it, 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 um, recently I saw, um, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent or whatever, too. The what? new Nick Cage one. Did you guys see that? No, I haven't seen it. Nope. Yeah, that's, that's another great one. Like, it's just so entertaining and, you know, it's, because Nick Cage is playing a version of, of himself, so there's a ton of face-off references and references to all his movies, but it's like a buddy comedy, but, I loved it. It's that and Bullet Train are my favorite like action movies. I would say this year. Yeah, there's actually a plan for us to do a watch along with the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I still stick by Nicolas Cage's best performance as Willy's Wonderland, but that's just me. I gotta watch that. You haven't watched that yet? No, no. not yet. I've been wanting to though. But uh. Yeah, I, I, I've always loved Face Off. I, it was. I'm surprised they haven't remade it. I, I think there was talks at one time, but I mean, Jesus, I, the movie's only. They're gonna redo it with The Rock and Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be more of a comedy than a friggin'. They could have them do twins too. <laughs> oh, what's up with twins? I'm a triple. I think the director died. So no, the uh, who's the producer of that? Um, because that's a movie I've been waiting. They were supposed to have Eddie Murphy play the third brother. Yeah, they were going to film it around Boston too, but oh yeah, it was Ivan Reitman. Yeah. So. The, there's no reason his son can't take it over like he did Ghostbusters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. See what happens. See what they're saying about Triplet's film. Yeah, so, uh, you guys have anything else to add this week? It's good to be back. So, uh, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll try to, try to get all three of us together, or whether it's me and Kyle or me and Justin, or even Justin and Kyle, if they can figure this out. But um, the bar is now closed. Uh, thank you for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And get official movie bar shirts at www.bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash movie bar podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Be sure to like and subscribe. Um, remember, if you send a review in by September 1st, you'll be entered into a drawing to win Muck on Blu-ray. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear from us by reaching out on our social media or emailing us at themoviebar at outlook.com. Thank you for listening. Boys, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Big Bear. Big Bear. Oh, Big Bear. <laughs>